Hello, everyone. This is Brian Kirkner with Good Dog Workshop. We're your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with the dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank everyone for joining us. Uh, once again, I'm joined by my good friend Carlos Marino out in Austin, Texas. How are you, Carlos? Good, man. Thanks uh, Thanks for inviting me again on the podcast. Good to be with you. And we are once again continuing the uh, breed-specific podcast, this time the pug, as we promised from last time. Excellent. We both work, work with a lot of pugs. Um, and uh, why don't you start off with a little bit of, of history, what uh, what we found out about these guys. Yeah, the, I, pretty much everyone knows what a pug is. I mean, they're very, very popular. I'm not sure where they um, come up on the list. But I'm surprised oh. that, that they wouldn't be in the top 10 because it seems like everywhere I've gone, whether it was Austin, Texas, or when I lived around in Northern Virginia where you were, it seems like there's always a pug somewhere out and about. So very popular dogs. Um, I had a pug. Uh, Brian, you you had a, a, a pug rescue lady you were uh, familiar with. So we had a lot of exposure, but basically it's a Chinese dog. Now, I didn't know about pugs, um, gosh, until I was maybe in middle school. I think my introduction to a Chinese pug type dog was a Sharpay. Right, and right. and I and I grew to to appreciate you know the many folds, the wrinkly face, the short ears, the curly tails, which the sharp which, which the Chinese Sharpay has. And then uh, when they passed away, uh, I realized that this the pug is is the same type of dog looking, but a heck of a lot better personality. They're just adventurous companion dogs, fun to be with. Well, chill if you want to chill. Good for apartments, right? They're small, they're compact, but they're not fragile they're tough you can roughhouse with them so it quickly became uh, probably my favorite small dog if not my favorite breed overall yeah yeah and that's a that's a good kind of simple list of what's so great about a about a pug and also uh in this in this book i i, I love to recommend it breed freak but it's impossible to find i, I must have done a small print run or something uh by dr um uh what is his name I, I'll, I'll find a second, uh, but he talks about uh, the the pug, and he says the snapshot for the pug. Ever hear of a pug attack? Ever seen a pug attack another dog at the dog park? Neither have we. And that's that's really one of one of the funniest reasons, um, you know, that that I've I read in this book about about a dog is because you're not gonna you're not gonna have someone suing you because your pug bit someone or anything like that. Really, really nice nice dogs. They're not confrontational at all. They pretty much get along with everyone, both people and and other dogs. They're really easy going dogs um now you know i've worked with worked with one who can be pretty barky and pretty um uh, pretty insecure but that's when he's left alone um and actually you know what that's a that's a puggle uh that's a that's a beagle and, and pug mix but uh but you, yeah we had talked about this briefly well, before well interesting you bring up puggle I, I appreciate where they're going with the puggle, right? The puggle obviously being a pug and a beagle, thus the name puggle. I like where they're going with this because it is true that that there needs to be some kind of correction. And what I mean by that is just like we talked about the English bulldog, they didn't start off with these really smushed faces, right? It, it was pretty reasonable. I mean, you can see the bridge of their nose, including the English bulldog. And I, I looked up some pictures because uh, the, the Chinese pug is a, kind of an ancient breed. It's been around for a long time. And so what that means is you have artists and 
in the Victorian era, you had uh, uh, painters uh, have pictures of their own pugs, and they would take them, and then they would have just breed. Um, uh, what, am I, what am I trying to that, that breed diversity, right, in China? But then the Europeans took them anyway. So, so they didn't have that squished nose situation that we see now. They actually look like a puggle. When I looked at the paintings from the 1800s, the pug looked like a puggle. Right. But I would, I would, um, I would say that's where it stops because I, in my mind, the puggle is quite different than just the pug. In per, in temperament, you mean? Yeah, in temperament. Yeah. Yeah, and and also the, as we talked about before, the uh, the European. Um, uh, pugs from the from the paintings of the 18th and 17th century. Those were also they didn't have the as short a snout, but they also had uh, longer legs too. They were they were taller, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably the only thing that maintained was the the big eyes, the short ears, and the curly tail, which is said to be two circles or curls, if you will. It's said to be the ideal. <laughs> two uh, curls. Okay. Two, yeah, exactly. Two curls. But if you know if you ever been around a pug, it's funny, right? They can recoil their tail and then they can kind of. What's the opposite of recoil? They can relax uh, it, unravel it. Yeah, it's it's it, they're just <laughs> they're just funny dogs, man. They're they're so they're so much fun. Um, Fourteen to eighteen pounds is the weight, so they are a small dog. You've hear, you, I've heard the term companion dog. It's also a toy dog, a toy breed dog, right, Brian? Yeah, it depends on uh, which which book you're looking at. The uh, the AKC calls them uh, calls them toy dogs, and and this uh, this wonderful book that we have, the Encyclopedia of the Dog, calls them the the companion dog. And one other thing before I forget is. What I like most about pugs is they're durable. They're the most solid, most durable of the of the toy breeds. So you know you can have them around kids, and kids can you know drop them. And and what this this book says, pugs won't break when your kids drop them, fall on them, pound on their heads, or do the rest <laughs> of what kids normally do to dogs. And that's and that's true. Pugs are really really solid, real durable guys. And we got this great video on our YouTube channel of uh, of you and me years and years ago right. when you when we were out in the field and you were messing. Was that with Bandit? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, you were messing with Bandit's face and really going at it. So, um, you know, if you want to want to see a true pug personality, check out our YouTube video and find that uh, that video where where Carlos is messing with uh, with a pug named Bandit. It's really really funny. It gives you a great idea how fun these uh, these little dogs are. Yeah, because even when they're quote unquote pissed off, you really you really can't take them seriously. <laughs> you can't take them seriously. They're yeah, they're very cute, and that's why you see a lot of pug meetups all over the place. Uh, when I lived near Arlington, Virginia, there was always a pug meetup somewhere. Oh, yeah. And, and people just love their pugs, man. And so and people, you know, people yeah. usually get pugs in, in pairs as well. Right. Yeah, that's true. Matter of fact, I had a pair that I was, I think, boarding, a client of, of ours. Right. I'll just mention this quick story because it's the funniest thing to date that I've ever seen two dogs do, including stuff I've seen on YouTube. I mean, this is so funny. I had a treadmill in my basement. Oh, that's right. Do you remember I was, you know, I just I get the dogs exercise, right? Because the pugs have a lot of energy, especially when they're young. They're, they're like the English bulldog in that they stay very playful for a long time. So if you got a pug that's two years old, they're still very, very young at heart. So we were, well, I was trying to wear them out. I was putting them on a treadmill. It was a black pug and a, uh, I guess an apricot or fawn colored. Fawn, yeah. And they were, I don't know, I think they were siblings because I think they were the like same size, Oops. same age. Yeah. And, uh, Anyway, the the funny thing was one of the once I got them used to getting on the treadmill, they started enjoying it. And I remember one instance, I had the treadmill going maybe I don't know five miles an hour. Who knows? Um, it wasn't quite wide enough for both of them, <laughs> so I had the one come on, 
and he was doing fine. I was supervising him. And then the other one realized it couldn't get on. So I went to the front of the treadmill. <laughs> said, well, I'm going to get on from the front of the treadmill. So I got on from the front of the treadmill. I said, oh, crap. Got on, jumped on over the plastic housing onto the right. treadmill. Guy sucked out the back. <laughs> and the other pawn just hurdled him like some kind of Kentucky Derby horse, you know, in, in some jumping event and kept going. <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. I laughed so hard. I said, "This is this is what a pug is." I mean, they just are so fun and adventurous. He didn't break a beat. He said, "Oh, here comes a random pug. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna hurdle him and keep going on the treadmill." And he did. And the other pug got thrown out the back and just kept going. He's like, "You know, I'm fine." Got yeah, up. and it's yeah. So it's and as short as as short and stocky as these guys are, they're actually really athletic. I mean, they you know they can't jump super high, but uh, but they are pretty pretty muscular and uh, and they they are athletic. They can move pretty well, and they're um, they're pretty agile as well. Um, and don't a lot of groups call these guys the the clowns of the dog world? Yeah, absolutely, the clowns. And and uh, I had my sister owned a pug as well. Uh, named Coco. She's still around. She's getting older, of course. Oh, but okay. we, we all noticed that, that they're so funny. They do this thing. We call it the pug run, the pug train. When they get hype and hyper and excited, you know, they kind of do this little hyper athletic, um, you know, like a derby run type of thing where they just go in circles. And um, it's a little thing they do. And, and I noticed that a lot of pugs do that. And we call it the pug train or the pug run. <laughs> Um, because they get so excited, they don't know what to do themselves. So they they make little circles, and they run and they run and they run, they run in circles. So so yeah, very athletic, um, very durable, like you said. These are the dogs that if you get on YouTube, you'll see that people can take them anywhere. I mean, I've seen pugs skydive with with their owners, <laughs> and, and and they don't care. You know, they put goggles on. Of course, they put goggles on to protect their eyes. Right, and surfing but, and, and surfing, and I mean, they, they motorcycles, car. They don't care. You know, they're yeah. they're a lot of they're a lot of fun, but. That comes at a price, right? Because when, when a dog gets popular, people end up wanting to breed them to make them look cuter and cuter and cuter and cuter. And so this dog some suffers similarly from what the English bulldog uh, suffers from as well. Yeah, they end up having more more health problems. And, and this, um, this author, his name is uh, Dr. Matthew Wright, who wrote, uh, who wrote Breed Freak. Um, he said, um, the general rule is dogs with great temperaments have big medical problems. And that's, and that's true for these guys, especially as a dog, like Carl said, becomes more popular, more and more breeding and people aren't, they're doing too much inbreeding enough and not enough yeah. crossbreeding, um, you know, all sorts of uh, different technical terms there that I won't get into now, but then you get a dog who isn't healthy or doesn't have a sound, a uh, sound, a temperament anymore. And so these guys do tend to have a lot of medical issues, nothing is life-threatening but they're going to have eye issues because the the eyes uh bulge they're going to have um you know breathing issues having to do with airway because the brachiocephalic nose um and then you know spine surgeries as 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 well um but overlooking that you'll get a dog who is a lot of fun who's a great companion who's a good snuggler and a good uh, a good walker don't need to you know go running with him for six miles a day um, but they do, they do shed a lot. I mean, a lot. It's yeah. Not... I was going to say it's, it's, a, it's a double coat and just because they're small doesn't mean it's going to be a little bit. <laughs> no, be... no, no, they're, they're short hairs, but yeah, I remember scratching, uh, uh, Chester and you know, you could just watch all the hair fall out. It's just, it's just like watching it snow and you keep petting him, petting him, and it, you know, it's more and more hair on the ground. So, um, they do, they do shed quite a bit, but other than that, and uh, they do tend to snore. Um, well, yeah, snore, yep. wheeze, 
snort, snore, wheeze. <laughs> So, and, you know, and, and as I recall, a lot of pug owners have told me that the, uh, their dogs tend to fart a lot too. So you will have gas with the, with this breed as well. Well, and um, that might be because they're just greedy when they eat, right? They'll, <laughs> they'll eat anything and everything. So you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful, obviously, and monitor them closely when it comes to their, uh, eating habits. But really we, we've never seen aggression in this, uh, in this breed. So it's a perfectly safe breed to have with other dogs, with other kids, you know, with other, other species of animals, you know, whether you got chickens or goats or ferrets or or cats or, or whatever. Um, really great little, little breed to, to have around. Yeah. And, uh, some of them will, it's not, well, you know, there's this, I don't know if Brian, if you're, uh, if you think this way, but there's a tendency to believe that pugs are cross-eyed and that's not necessarily the case. You know, some, some pugs, some pugs can appear to be cross-eyed, but that's not, not necessarily all pugs. Um, and so it just depends on the breeder. I've, you know, I've seen small pugs, I've seen bigger pugs, um, but that's something that, that I've noticed, right? There's either they're going to have straight eyes or they're, or they're all going to be facing the wrong way. <laughs> so, so it's just kind of one of those things I noticed that they, yeah, they, they may have some weird looking eyes, but that's not always the case. Yeah. And you know, that's one of those things where beauty is in the eye of the beholder. If you can, if you can get over the fact that the, the eyes generally don't point in the, in the, or don't look like they're pointing the same direction. Right. And that nose is actually behind that, that fold of skin above it. Uh, you know, like someone just punched them in the face these guys really are um, are actually pretty cute and and just a whole lot of whole lot of fun to have around. But um, you know, really, they'll get along with anyone. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a great yeah. companion dog, whether you're single or whether you have a family. The, these dogs just and and you keep reading that these dogs really have to be around their owner. They they they're not they're not wanderers. They're not going to be solitary. They like the company of a person, right? Yeah, and they attach pretty good to you and um so if you leave them alone you don't be surprised if they develop what like what we call you know uh, separation anxiety and a and they can get pretty pretty bad i remember the bandit had some issue um and they just really really hated when i left or or uh and i was really excited when i came back so so you have to be careful with your scheduling. Some people will get these small toy dogs because they'll read, hey, they're good for apartments. Well, I have an apartment, so that's all they read, and they stop. Right. <laughs> still just, need just exercise. Still, well, still need exercise, but also still needs you to be you know, present, right? Or they'll develop a lot of separation anxiety. Um, not to mention they're not the easiest dog to housebreak. Yeah, right? that's they, true. They can be you know, a little stubborn. Um, and and so yeah, I mean there are some things there, but but they are generally healthy. They are the range of lifespan here. As I'm looking at twelve to fifteen years. I don't know if you, if you have the same thing on your book. Mm-hmm. Twelve to fifteen years. Um, so they do come the black and the fall. I don't know the the black ones. Brian seem to be the ones that I see seem to be very relaxed. I don't know if that's that's a thing or it's just you know me noticing the few that I've seen. But I don't know if you. Oh, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I can't say that I've met enough black pugs to say for sure. And most of the black ones that I did meet were, um, uh, were with that, that friend of mine who rescued pugs and she generally rescued very old dogs. So of course they were calmer than the, than the others, but yeah, there might be, there certainly might be something to that. Cool. So I would say uh, if we, if we rank this dog, what would you say? One to five. Now oh, remind e- me because I got I got it wrong last time. E- five, easily six, easily five. a one. E- one okay. of the easiest dogs to have. Gotcha. What about ease to own? <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I think not, it's not, easy. Not not temperament wise, 
but maintenance wise? Yeah, I mean, generally, because they have short legs, you don't have to walk them a ton of miles every day. Uh, the housebreaking issue is maybe a major factor. And then the shedding, but if you're petting them a lot, they're going to shed a lot more. But if you're not petting them much, like, you know, like a husky, he's just going to be blowing his coat all over the house, whether you touch him or look at him or, or whatever. And you're not going to get that with a, with a pug. Um, so yeah, mainly the, the housebreaking issues is, is kind of the main thing there, but because he gets along so well with people and dogs and, and, you know, we don't have aggression in these and they don't tend to be destructive either. Um, and they do like chewing. So you give them a bone to chew on or a Kong with peanut butter in and they'll be, they'll be pretty happy for a long time. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Of ownership. I cut up. You cut up for a few seconds there, Brian, but I think you said uh, ease, ease of ownership. Or ease something, of right? ownership. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I agree with you. How about you? I think one for, uh, as you said, temperament easy to own and then two for me as far as maintenance just because the simple fact that they snore <laughs> so yeah, if you're a light sleeper man i'm a light talk, sleeper exactly yeah. exactly yeah if you're exactly and so for that reason uh doc one point just because man <laughs> okay. you, you you will hear it but otherwise if, if you don't mind um uh, my favorite one of my favorite for sure and and up there now lastly i i said i was going to talk about this brian do you want to start what is the deal with these puggles? I like the way they look. I like that they're healthier, but they don't seem pug-like to me. I, I definitely give it a half and half. They, they're half beagly in that they put their nose to the ground and they go and they forget, oh, I have an owner who I was supposed to stay with. Um, I, I agree. They're, they generally seem to seem to be healthier. I don't think they're nearly as attractive as a pug or a beagle. Um, they also don't, don't shed as much overall. But... Um, you know, they kind of have that, that funny walk like a, like a pug does, but yeah, between the two, just get a pug. It's much, much nicer animal to have, I think. Yeah. I mean, reputable breeder, like you, like you, Brian, have talked about for sure, but, and the puggle, I think a good attempt, but just be aware the ones that I've met, they're cute. Fine. I'm sure they're loyal. I'm sure they're friendly, but the biggest thing for me is they just seem a little bit more worried, a little bit more hmm. nerd, a little bit more nervous. Okay. Then and not as it and 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 thusly, if that's a word, hence that's um, not as adventurous in my mind. So because they just seem a little bit more unsure of themselves, I'm not sure if that's the crossbreeding. Because I, I don't think beagles are that way, and I don't think bugs are that way. So I'm not sure why I keep seeing that. Yeah, that's that a that's an, that would be a weird byproduct. But you know, maybe that yeah. maybe that's the give and take. You get a healthier dog, uh, but then you get a, a a kind of an anxious dog. So yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll pay attention to that. I haven't worked with, with too many puggles over the years, and I can't remember last time I've worked with one. So um, I'll keep keep my eyes open for that. Now I want to go back real quick to uh, to an earlier podcast talking about the Australian cattle dog, the mm-hmm. you know my favorite breed out there, maybe tied with German Shepherd. Sure. Um, uh, two things is one going back to this breed freak book. This guy's snapshot. He says there are loads of things I would like to own, but for one reason or another, would never actually buy those goofy, big noise canceling headphones you see businessmen wear on airplanes. Pretty much anything in a Sky Mall catalog and sub- right. subwoofers for my car are a few. Australian <laughs> cattle dogs are another. So this guy says he w- <laughs> he titles it the best dog I would never own. But That's for so those fun. of us who are adventurous, who don't mind a challenge, who don't mind a dog that might be smarter than us, um, but uh, but likes having fun, cattle dog is a dog for you. And the last thing I want to say about this is went to the Falkier SPCA again yesterday um, and met 
an owner surrender uh, cattle dog guy's name is Diesel, which is eh, don't like that name for a dog. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, yeah, if you if you, I'll just say this: if you're naming your dog Diesel or Turbo or any name with tanks, <laughs> yeah, speed or ferocity to it, yeah. you're probably you've probably already seen that this guy has a ton, this dog has a ton of energy, or maybe you're going to develop a dog and ramp him up and get him excited because you named him Turbo. So yeah. right off the bat, I'd say just don't name a dog one of those and maybe you'll have a calmer dog um but but what i want to say is this dog diesel he is fantastic and i'm gonna i'm gonna foster him after he gets out of his out of his surgery tomorrow um is his neuter surgery uh, uh blue um blue merle coat uh about the size of red same expression yeah Herp is red by cattle dog, and when Red went to went to correct him because he's still in he's still intact. Diesel was uh, he didn't put up a fight. He just moved off, and Red was like, "Okay, cool. I know that that I'm in charge of you," and and that was it. But this dog, he got along easily with Vivian and with um with Ariel, uh, and with Red and all the people, you know, Maddie and and Alex and and everyone else at the SPCA that we that we met. Really, really easy dog, and I'm going to foster him and find him a fantastic home, yeah, barring you know, any situation where I think that he's my next dog. I don't see yeah. that right now, but anything's possible. But, yeah, and uh, you look, said he was like four years old, right? Yeah, yeah they, the owner surrendered him, uh, those, so they said that he's four years, seven months old, and they actually surrendered this great dog because they said he was going after their neighbor's chickens. He never killed a chicken, never caught a chicken, oh, but he's going after them. So maybe they just didn't want trouble with their neighbors, but I think someone like that's crazy to let a dog this cool go because he's not uh, you know, hyper high energy, the way so many cattle dogs or Aussies or border collies are, he's more low key. Um, and, uh, and not a sharp temperament, you know, has his ears back a lot, showing submission, just has cool. a big grin on his face all the time. Really, really good dog. So I'm looking forward to, to posting some good videos uh, of him and putting those on our YouTube channel and, and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what happens. A lot of times people will get these dogs. Like we talked about cattle dog. Um, needing, meaning that they need a job. They were bred for a certain reason. The whole reason we're making these podcasts with breed-specific temperaments, I mean, they're fun and they're, they're interesting, but it's so that you know what you're getting based on the design of the dog and the purpose of it. So, yeah, if you have a neighbor with chickens, maybe you don't want a herding dog. Livestock dog, yeah. A livestock dog, because uh, you're just asking for trouble no matter how much training you do, right? You're, you're fighting against... Mother against, nature. Yeah, against its nature, so... But I'm glad you were able to hear about it. I know those people are, are fantastic about reaching out to you, and I'm and I'm sure you're going to do the right thing for, uh, for this dog, um, uh, Brian. So that's cool. Yeah, we're we're going to have a great time. Um, and so I'll put out to our listeners: anyone who is looking for a cattle dog, I'm going to be super selective in finding yeah. this dog a good home because he is that great. I'm just putting that out there right now. Uh, but if you are interested, give us a, give us a call. And that, uh, brings me to the, brings us to the end of this podcast. Please, uh, like us on Facebook and, um, sign up to us on, uh, um, on iTunes and, and please give us a review. Those reviews help us move up in the, in the, uh, the, the ratings and get more people, give more people access to, to know about us and listen to us and, and find out more about dogs so that more people are knowledgeable about, uh, um, about this, this, these wonderful, you know, companions that we have here. Um, so thank you everyone for, for listening, Carlos, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate all your insight and all your, uh, your knowledge about the, yeah. uh, the history of the pugs. That's really cool to hear. Absolutely. No problem. All right. Thanks, Carlos. Take care. Take it.